Welcome to the Couple Success Podcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship, and we're so glad you're listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Rob Wilford. And I'm Sarah Furman, licensed marriage family therapist. And today we're going to be talking about smartphone affairs. So we're going to ask you the question, is your smartphone possibly wrecking your romantic relationship? Or is your partner having an affair with their smartphone? Just think about that. You know, this month we're all about reconnecting with our partners, and we're helping you to reconnect with your partner. And in keeping with that theme, we want to share with you ways to get closer to your partner and help you remove any obstacles that you might be facing that keep you from staying close to your partner. Because sometimes we don't realize it's the smallest, littlest things that uh, are stealing and robbing our our time from our partner. You know, it used to be that we were always concerned about having our partners having affairs with another man or another woman, or getting online and looking at um, online dating sites or other kinds of things. Well, let me tell you, right now, what the biggest enemy to relationships is that we find in our practice is cheating on your spouse with your smartphone. Yeah. And that means that we did some checking to see if we were right about this, to see if we had uh, just a hunch or were the only ones that ever thought of this. And the truth is, we found a study of nearly 2,000 people. And here's what that study revealed. It said that 35% of people said that their sex life had been negatively impacted by their cell phone use. 35%. And that, and they also said that a third of couples surveyed said they needed to reduce cell phone use in the bedroom. So you've got 35% of people who know this is a problem, and no, 35% of people that are having a problem, and another third that know it's a problem, but they don't know what to do about it. Right. Either way, that means like every 33, 35 people that uh, you know, are having problems because of their phone. Yeah, that's every third person you know is having problems in the bedroom because of their cell phone. Yes, every third person you know. And what that means is that we also said on the survey that what it means is that you're spending an average of four nights a week of 40 minutes or more on your cell phone in bed. In bed, not just, you know, during the evening or and in bed, actually in bed. Right, 40 minutes or more in bed. And now, the last couple of uh, things we found on the survey was... Wait, but before that, the reason that, that makes such a impact is that we don't spend that much time with our spouses, right. our partners. Right. So I, what did the average, minutes. the average is 20 minutes right now is all a couple spends nose-to-nose, face-to-face, having one-on-one time with their partner, 20 minutes a day. So you're spending nearly double that on your cell phone. And we also found out from the survey that 93% of folks said their cell phone was within arm's reach of them in the bedroom. I totally get that. That's a, like I use my phone as an alarm, so that makes sense to me. But a whopping 10%, 10% of people said they kept their cell phone under their pillow. Come on, really? Under your pillow? What is it going to do? Keep a robber away? Right. Under your pillow? Right, but think about the message it's that it sends your partner. It's the radiation that's going into your head. That's what they <laughs> it's want. something. I don't know. And, and 25% of partners said, and this really made me kind of sad, said that the last thing they saw at night wasn't their partner or looking into their partner's eyes. It was their cell phone. So what's going on, you might be asking yourself, according to all this data? Well, the truth is we are getting seduced or pulled into our online world through our cell phones at an alarming rate. Right. So social media uh, and games for, for a lot of people. But social media, I think even more than games, really sucks people in. And it's, and it's competing for FaceTime with your partner. Right. You know, that nose-to-nose FaceTime where you look in your partner's eyes and you say nice things or you connect with them or you find out how their day was. This, the smartphone use can be destroying all of that right before your very eyes. And the saddest thing of all is you may not be realizing it's happening. Right, because you're feeling like you're being uh, connectful, so to speak. 
Uh, I like that word, connectful. Yes. <laughs> but you're not connecting with the person that's most important, and that's your partner. Um, and, and that's where your effort, time and effort should be, because it's so easy to let your online life take away from your real-life life. And when you don't connect with your partner, you begin to lose the ability to communicate, to understand one another, mm -hmm. to... To know what they're thinking, to know how they're going to react or have a sense of where they are in the world because you're interacting with your smartphone. Right. And you're not interacting with your partner. You're not giving them the cues and the signals that you once gave them. And then miscommunication just becomes absolutely rampant. Absolutely. And then you know that, let's face it, you know, the cell phone, if you think about it, is the perfect partner in a way. It's a perfect feel-good fix. Right. It's a perfect feel-good fix because your cell phone will be there for you anytime you'd like, yeah. anytime, day or night. You can call upon it without even thinking about what time of night it is. It will give you any piece of information you ever desire. It'll do almost anything you want. And all your smartphone asks for is a small monthly fee and a little bit of electricity every now and again. And that sounds like a pretty seductive arrangement to us. Yeah. And so hopefully you've taken our online quiz so that you can see how smartphone use might be affecting your relationship. And the good news is, what we're going to be sharing with you today, five of our favorite strategies for putting down the cell phone and reconnecting with your one and only. Right, because connecting with your phone is nice, but it's not going to give you some of those extras that your partner will. Absolutely. Now, number one, our number one um, strategy is understanding exactly what the message is that you're sending your partner when you engage with a smartphone in their presence. And, no, and, and note, think, that, we said, most, most note that we said engage, not use. Correct. Because you tend to engage. <laughs> We do engage with your phone. I don't think most people uh, and partners really understand how how it feels to to their partner and how their how it's being received right. internally. Right, because the message you're sending when you pull your smartphone out, I'm thinking about a couple that we worked with, where they would the one partner would make dinner, they would sit down for dinner, and both partners would pull their cell phones out at dinner while they were eating. Right. And the truth of the matter is when you pull your cell phone out like that, especially in the bedroom, you're sending a message to your partner that they don't matter. They're not as interesting as what you can find online. And frankly, it just sort of says you suck and you're not enough. And that's pure old-fashioned rejection. It really says you're not enough. Right. And rejection never, ever feels good. More than that, when you're being rejected and to this inanimate object, you, you just feel... Like a piece of crap. Yes. To say it in plain English. Thank you. So the next time you go to reach for your smartphone while you're sitting with your partner, we challenge you to ask yourself this very real question. And that is, do I really want to be rejecting my partner right now? Do I really want to make them feel badly? And is it okay to say to them, you suck and you're not enough? Because that's the message we don't <laughs> yeah. think you ever want to send to your partner. Really think of it like that. <laughs> do I really want to tell my partner that they suck and they're not enough? Because that's trust exactly me, the message when, you're sending. when you want a canoodle, it's going to come back and haunt And for you. those of you who don't speak Sarah speak, canoodle is another word for make love or have sex. So number two, our number two um, strategy is we see this time and time again when couples come in together because one partner will complain about the cell phone use and the other partner will say, Oh, yeah, but we both sit around on our smartphones together. Well, guess what? Two wrongs have never made a right. Right. In fact, when you get rejected, what we see is one partner usually starts by picking up the phone you feel like crap. You feel like you're not enough. So you end up running into the arms of your smartphone looking for comfort. Right. So now you're being comforted, both of you, by your smartphones, and the two of you are not connecting. You don't really, you, you begin to lose touch with 
who the two of you are. Right, and you're not getting the connection and comfort that you should be getting from your partner. You're getting it from an inanimate object. Right. So the next time that you find yourself sitting with your partner, feeling disconnected or rejected, and you both see that both of you have your smartphones in front of you, try this. Turn to your partner and invite them to put the phone down and grab them and take them outside for a walk. Or ask them about their day. Or kiss them on the mouth and see what happens. Tell you, you really, really feel like you need a kiss right now. Right. And if we're, and if nothing else works, heck, take your shirt off and get naked if you're so inclined. Do whatever you need to do to get between you and your partner using your cell phones together. Because it's just so very destructive to a relationship. Right. You you increase the destructive the destructiveness. Yep, destructiveness. Right. Yeah. To both of you and both of you are on the phone. And I understand why why both of you will do it because one does it and the other one doesn't want to feel left out. Right. Number, our third strategy is try setting hard limits for yourself as a couple. You know, we do this in my house. Our favorite, Sarah's and my favorite rule to teach people is the 30-minute rule. And that means that you put all your cell phones, all your electronics, you set your alarms, and you put them in the charging cradle beside your bed 30 minutes before you go to bed. Now, in my house, we actually do an hour. Right. And I do somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour. But anybody can do... 30 minutes. Right. And then you use those last 30 minutes that you used to use being on your cell phone in bed. And you use that to visit, to chill, to watch TV together, or just hang out and connect with each other. I mean, snuggle or cuddle. It, you can do so many great things in the last 30 minutes before bed. Right. So that you can begin to rebuild those connections. Because it's been eroding probably for some time right. due to overuse of your smartphone. Our fourth suggestion came to me when um, someone I know that's kind of an electronics whiz said to me, you know you can customize your Do Not Disturb settings, right, Doc? And I know a bunch of you out there already know how to do this. I only learned how to do this like a few weeks ago. It's the greatest thing. You can, you can actually set settings on your phone that can allow only certain people, like your partner, your children. I, I have it set on my phone so Sarah calls. Um, that I the, used to think it was like Do Not Disturb for everybody, but it's not. No, you can customize them to say that the most people don't come through, but the people that are really important can come through. And that way, your cell phone is not beeping, um, making ringing sounds all night, or you're wondering, should you get the call? Should you look at the text? Right. It, it just sort of lets you go to sleep and stay connected with your partner. And the good thing about that is, besides helping you stay connected, it also helps your sleep rhythm. Right, and it helps you get good sleep. Right. Our number five suggestion is, if you must bring the cell phone into the bedroom, consider using your smartphone in a way that engages your partner. So that means things like watch your favorite video together. That doesn't mean... Yeah, we're not talking about two separate phones. Right. We're talking about doing it on one phone. Maybe you're going to look at the... The your, memories from the a memory, year ago. Yeah, the memory pictures that uh, Facebook puts out or mm -hmm. so, some other thing that you... Um, Put together a slideshow of romantic moments from your relationship. We have one, um, one person that we work with in a couple who tells us that it's his partner's way to know that they're about to make love because... They go and get the cell phone, and they put a special slow jam mix from Pandora, and they put that in the cradle, and they have the music playing, and it absolutely positively means that's our signal that we need to get naked and start making love. And they love it for that reason. And that's another way to think about using your cell phone in a way that brings you together. Right, because signals are important. That's how we begin to learn, understand, know what things are going on. And, <clears throat> and they're really the building blocks of good communication yeah. in any relationship. And yeah. when you start relying on electronic devices, you, you drop out those signals. Right. So that that we have this need for flirting and engaging, and women, and women especially, especially need to have some signals way before, uh, like, you know, I'm ready now. 
Right. <laughs> That's never going to work. If you want to make love to a woman, that will never, ever work. You need lots of lots of signals, lots of cues, nice, smooth transition times. That stuff works. The other are never going to happen. So we hope that's helpful to you, our five strategies today for getting between you and your cell phone. And, you know, I guess our biggest piece of advice today is to realize that if you're like most couples, you're probably spending four to five hours a day on your smartphone and only 20 minutes a day face-to-face, nose-to-nose with your partner. And if you want your relationship to continue, you've got to increase that one-on-one time and that connection time so that you can begin to understand one another. That's why people are so off the page like they're not getting the message they're not getting you because you're not spending time with them like you used to and, and we'd like to remind you, you know we love our smartphones we really do we love all the things they can do with we can do with them all the things they can do for us but the bottom line is we love our partners more yes so we hope that helps and remember life is better when done together and if you'd like more information about what we do or about this topic you can always find us at couplesuccess.com we sure hope that helps thank you for being with us bye you have been listening to the Couple Success Broadcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship. Please check out our website at couplesuccess.com to find out more.